um, I had my own big realisation, which is that um, I no longer understand the music the kids are into. You don't get pop I don't. Are you gonna Are you going to start going off about uh, Hotline Bling or whatever? Yes. So, oh, okay, sure. So I just saw all of these fucking gifts appear of Drake dancing like an old man. Yeah. I was like, okay, what is... What is this uh, thing? Uh, hotline bling. Yeah, like uh, so I went so uh, yeah. before before we started recording I went and was like, okay, what is this fucking video that's got hotline like bling. ten million plays or whatever it is and whatever it is. It's fucking terrible. Like mm-hmm. it's not even it's like, really I, bad. Like I'd heard Drake was like this new wave of of rap star that is intelligent okay. and I I don't know, this is what I've heard like second hand from people. And I went on and it was like there's like twelve lyrics in that whole song, and the the beat's not even good. No, it's and really bad. Yeah, the this, hook's bad. The beat's bad. It's the, like, the super expensive video is kind of bad. What is the top fifty right now? I'm gonna go on to Spotify. So, yeah, go on to Spotify top fifty. We did this at the weekend actually in the UK top fifty. I know like seven of them. Right, there's and that even, new Adele song. That's just another Adele song. Hold on, do I have this open as well? Right. Does that Justin Bieber song? Which, yeah. What the fuck is a Fetty Wap? Like, I've seen... What? Fetty... It's in the top 50 somewhere. I remember seeing it. I think you can get put in prison for saying that. What? <laughs> I, think, I... I think Fetty Wap is, like, illegal in 49 <laughs> states. I think... Uh, I think Fetty Wap is what you started downloading off of LimeWire when you were uh, a <laughs> teenager. But it was marked as an Eminem song. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen of the internet land, it is 28th of October 2015, and this is the Gaming Start Podcast. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And Ewan, you can now regale us with tales of not only the day of your birth, <laughs> which happened, what, two days ago? Two days ago. Yeah. At the time of recording, but also your your uh, travels to the mainland. <laughs> Mainly because I can't think of an intro this week. So I thought you were struggling there when you were going to ask. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Like. So. Yes. It was my birthday. I'm the, the grand old age of 28. So I feel. It's old. Pretty fucking old. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Um, especially consider- being a complete wastrel 23 year old. <laughs> especially considering the conversation we had off air, being like, I don't understand the music the kids are listening oh, to yeah, these yeah. days. That's. But that that's happened for like the entirety of our lives, though. Yeah. Pretty much. Like in, in high school, I didn't understand the music that people were listening to these yeah, days. It's true. I was like, that's weird, but. Mm. But then you kind of fit in because you had your weird, like, emo-depressive phase. Yeah, I had my, I had my emo phase, so, yeah, I suppose. But no, um, so yeah, I get surprised with a trip to Berlin and was there for a couple of days. Berlin... Okay, I need to make sure I do this right. Berlin is a lovely city. Berlin is a really, really cool city. That's good. A lot of history, a lot of... Obviously, a lot happened. Berlin does have a lot of history, you yeah. are right. Um, so, and it being a very divided country for a long time until remarkably recently like i'd forgotten how recently like the wall came down like it was within our within my lifetime yeah late 80s it was 80 oh i'm not even gonna say because i'll embarrass myself but it was within my own lifetime so sometime after 87 um 
So yeah, lots lots to see, and it was the the fact it was the divided city. The architecture is fucking all over the place, and it's all cool. It's a very cool city to just wander about in. It's and it's all modern. It's kind of what you wanted when you were there for like two days or three totally. days. Or- yeah, um, past I, I German language is awesome. It's if I was going to learn another language, which I'm terrible at, like I was barely good enough at it's English. It's a very logical it. language. Yes, everything is exactly what. It's supposed when to they be. want to say something, they figure out what they want to say and then basically just slam it together totally. and make words out of it. Which means you end up with fantastic words like flug, which is plane, and airport. Oh, yeah. And airport is flug cabin. Yeah, it's which the plane house. The plane yeah. house, you know. Um, and but there was a like there was a multi, there was a chain coffee place which looked suspiciously like a Starbucks called Ballsack Coffee, which Great. I thought was. Which I passed every single day and giggled every single time. It's actually called Balzac. B A L Z A C. Okay, sure. Balzac coffee. Balzac, every- yeah. Mm. But yes, yeah, so the place itself was great. The people I interacted with, and this is by no means me making a general wide the statement. The specific people that I talked to. The specific people that I met there would come across as unhelpful or uh, the way it ended up being so imagine you go into a hotel right yes. and you go to you, you go to the front desk and you say i've got, got a room booked under whatever and yeah for forever many days the standard response you expect when you go to one of these places is you say okay cool and they'll sign you in and you'll sign the thing and hand yes. over your credit card to say okay here's your room number um the breakfast is between this time and this time you need to check out your final day by midday yeah. Um, if you need anything, the desk's here, restaurants are here, it's fine, go. Stuff so hotels. we turn up, we say, hi, we've got a room booked for two nights. And they said, what's the name? We gave them the name. And they went in and said, okay, you're room 106 and handed us the cards and then stopped talking. I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And we were just like, we were exhausted at that point. We're just like, okay, sure. And we took the cards upstairs. The next morning we kind of woke up and we're getting ready to go in. And we're like, when do we have to check out? It's like, I have yeah. no idea. Like, nobody said anything. Like, we're, did we get breakfast? Is breakfast included? Did, so even did you we didn't go know for what breakfast? was going on. Like, yeah. we had, like, they didn't say anything. And that permeated throughout the whole trip where everyone we interacted with in any position of authority behind a desk at any point sure. would answer the question you asked them directly and nothing else. Like, you had to ask... It was like a weird adventure game where you had to ask the right question to get the response you needed. Did you, like, try and rub all the things you had in your pockets on people? And I, see had if a, that helped? I had a rubber check-in at one point. I'm not entirely sure what to do with it. But, <laughs> they started uh, rubbing it on people's faces. Just, yeah, just, like, try this. No. Why? The, ge- I, the, the, the Germans are remarkably efficient people. Mm. So maybe and they're like, just trying to be, like, to the point. And, yep. and like, everyone... Like, we, we never had a problem... It was just more a case of there was a moment where this the last story before we get into why we're here. But yeah. we were halfway across Berlin and we're like, okay, there's a train line that takes us right outside a hotel. We'll just jump on the train, go the two stops to get home, or we're going to be walking for an hour and a half. It's like cool. We went to the central Berlin train station where all of their international trains go. Everything comes through. Sure, this the big awesome, train station in Berlin. The set also the central office for Deutsch rail or whatever it is the, <laughs> the, pull that one out your ass no that is genuinely what it's called it's, it's, it's db or something like, i can't remember but it's like the central european like they own the the rail 
um, services for most of Europe. It's like huge, big fucking thing. Sure. Awesome big station. We go in, just not, no maps, no sign for like, no right, no, there's a depart, there's an arrivals board, no departure board. We're just That's like, weird. Okay, we know we need to go two stops, we know roughly the direction we need to go in, but there's yep. like nothing. There's a timetable which tells you the start and end stops of the line. Not that, the stops okay. in between, just the, that's it. So we're just like, we are fucking lost. There's tw- like literally 25 platforms in this place. Which one are we going to? And we had the same thing. We walked up to the information point and says, we need to go to this thing. And he went, platform 15, any train. And just stared at me. And I went, okay. okay. And we went and the man was right. And it's the any train. Yeah. But just like complete labyrinthian. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, it was weird. But... City was awesome. City's a really cool city to walk cool. around in. Um, yeah, not much else from that. Okay, but yes, sure. good good intro. Well done. So, yeah, video games. <laughs> okay, that was that was not a good segue, but okay. <laughs> um, so I don't actually have that much to say. So you're probably better going because I know the one thing that I have played, we've both played, and we should probably talk about. Okay. But, um, yeah, you probably go first because you probably uh, have something new. Sure. I've well, I've been keep going with The Witcher. Uh, every so often when I get a chance um, I still like I'm still completely enthralled by that game it's really amazing uh, just just how good that game is at making normal open world fantasy RPG side quests matter mm. and making you feel like you're actually having an impact in the world and stuff like that I've been trying to think of a way to like write about it but everything I try and think about it's like probably already been written there's no point in me writing it sure um yeah, I keep doing that. Um, as as we speak, the new expansion for Star Wars: The Old Republic came out. Oh yeah, means, I saw a couple of people writing about that. Which I, which means I now have access to the expansion before it and the new one. Oh nice! So I'll, be plug, okay. I'll be plugging my way through that. I think um, I think I saw a headline today that says something on the lines of this new expansion feels like an old Bioware game. Good. When I get to it, I'll be which happy. Is, yeah. Is there like uh, a level cap before you can get to it or something? Well, it's like, you, yeah, you need to do it at 60 for the new content to get to 65. Right. And sure. I'm 58, working my way through the last expansion, which is supposed to take you to 60. Sure. Um, yeah, so that I'll, I'll, look, I'll look forward to doing that because the story gets kind of interesting towards the end of the Old Republic. Um, and I get to go see Revan again and see what he's up to, so that'll be fun. Sure. Uh, the new game that I've been playing uh, is a... It's a pretty interesting little game. It's a game called Duelist. Um, okay. Which is the word dual and then est, which is Y-S-T. Um, and it is a... You can stop me if you've heard this one before. as a free-to-play card game with strategic elements. Okay. So it's basically Hearthstone. <laughs> right. Instead of it playing like you're playing Magic the Gathering, where it's like cards on a table and you're choosing to tack, the actual way you play the game is more akin to like final fantasy tactics almost what so you so right you you're on a you're the games are played out with uh like i think it's a four by ten grid uh each person has a general on the field that is a jet a unit that has two attack and 25 health you win by killing the other general you start offset into the map uh and you get dealt an opening hand of three cards and you start with two mana you gain a mana every turn, just like in Hearthstone. Sure. Um, the person going second gets an extra mana to compensate for first turn order and all that sort of stuff. 
Uh, you can summon minions uh, in a square around you or in a square around any other summoned minion. Okay. And that and it basically works like that. That's so you you like have to tactically think about where you're moving your um characters instead of just saying this thing's attacking, it needs to actually be in range to attack and where it is like where it is on the battlefield and relative to the enemy will depend on what it's actually gonna do. For right. example, so that every like in Hearthstone and every other fucking card game that's ever existed, there are factions that kind of dictate how the deck plays. I've been kind of akinning them to the magic, the color pie and magic. So it's like a white deck that's about little efficient guys that get bigger as they work together. There's like a black deck that's about sacrificing things to get other things and benefits. Uh, I've mainly been playing the red deck because the red deck, air quotations, is called Songhai. Um, are they, are they, are they denoted by colour in this game or are you just calling them red because you know well, magic? Red, red, like the mechanics are red. Okay. The, the red deck, they're called Songhai, but the red deck in this is it's about damage and burn and trying to kill them quickly and all that. Okay. Stuff, which are red things in magic. Okay. Um, but they're, they've got cool mechanics where, so they're about, as I say, they're about like burning you out, just trying to get you dead as fast as possible and not really worrying about what you're doing. And they do that in a really interesting way where a lot of their minions have this mechanic called backstab, which says that if you're directly behind an enemy, you get plus whatever your backstab rating is. So if it's backstab three, you get plus three on your attack. Also, the enemy doesn't retaliate. Mm-hmm. So that's very good because it means you can send in your guys to hit them and do a bunch of damage and not get hit back and have your guys die. Sure. But for some reason, this version of Red uh, in this specific game also has really, really good pump spells. It's like spells <laughs> to make your... Sorry. Spells like ma- to make your guys bigger. It's like spells that say give this minion plus two, plus two. They are generically whatever. called pump spells. They are spells. called pump spells, yes. Right. But many times if you watch it, if you sit and watch a game of like limited magic, like a draft or whatever, and you're watching people play and combat happens and someone says, I'm declaring this as an attacker and he says, okay, I'll block with this guy. The other guy says, I'll pump my guy. <laughs> you're making this shit No, up. I'm not making it up. It's called pumping your guy. Does- <laughs> Think about this. The connotation you're thinking of. No way! Word... I need. I need a moment to skip. Sorry. The connotation right. you're thinking for the word "pump" only exists in the west of Scotland. So is that? It's yeah, funny okay. to us and no one else. In America, they say "pump." In China, they say "pump." It's fine. It's just us you where it's a to, bit weird. You need to stop saying "pump," or I'm not going to be able just... to speak for the rest of this episode. I'm sorry. Right. Back to the game. Right. So this version of Red has pump spells. <laughs> yep. And they're really, really good pump spells. For example, there is one that... Sorry, fucking, you're 12. I'm 28. That's the... there, is one, there is one that says, give this minion plus one plus one, teleport it to any space on the board. Which is really good when your guys have backstab. So all you do is sit and wait until you have enough mana to go, okay, this guy's got backstab too. I'm going to teleport him behind the general... Give him plus like which gives him plus one plus one already, so he's got like four attack. Give him plus three plus oh. Give him plus three plus oh. He hits you for eighteen. Next turn, he's gonna hit you for like six or something again, and then I'm gonna burn you and you die. It's really fun because teleporting is a cool mechanic, but it's also bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like so. What is there anything that sets apart from like any of these hundreds of other the, CGs that exist now? So 
not really. Uh, they all the mechanics are basically the same. The 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 kind of different things are like the tactical based combat, which actually kind of makes it interesting because you mm. can like box in the enemy general to like stop them from summoning, and you have to worry about where they're positioning their guys relative to yours and stuff. Sure, but they kind of get around the the random the, not get around it, but they help. They're trying to help limit the randomness of the fact that you're playing a card game, right? So, like, the thing that people get mad at most in, like, Magic and Hearthstone is when they don't draw well and they get, like, either mana flooded or they don't draw the right card and they need it or whatever. Mm. Um, in this game, you're not only drawing two cards a turn, which is pretty damn good. Sure. Once per turn, you can, like, pitch any card in your hand to draw an extra card. So you, like, shuffle one card back into your deck and draw another card. Right. So if you've got a hand, if, in, like, the early turns where you only have three mana... You've got and you've got like a guy who's two mana and a guy who's five mana. You can pitch your guy who's five mana to then maybe draw something that might be useful. Like the amount of times that I've had my the assassin guy for Shanghai that I can't remember the actual name of, who's got backstab, whatever, uh, and have looked at my hand and going, if I draw a teleport spell here, I can do a bajillion damage and probably win. So I like pitch a a minion that I'm not going to summon and draw the teleport spell and he didn't go cool boom, 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 kill you it's pretty good so they, the 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 fact that they're filtering your draws pretty well helps sure. the kind of randomness so you can actually when you build your deck can think more about how you want your deck to function and it'll function more often like the way you intend it to because so often in like games of magic or hearthstone your deck just won't do what you've designed it to do because you won't draw the cards you need at the right time right so like if in magic for example if you play like their version of red you typically play mono red, where you just play a bunch of guys really early and hit them in the face and try and burn them out as fast as possible. But sometimes when you're red, you draw your opening hand and you've got like six lands and a guy. If you're mono red, that's really bad because you're not going to kill them fast enough for them to stabilize and then you won't win. There's a point at which mono red just can't win the game. And they need many, many creatures to do that. But in this, in Julius, they're kind of trying to do that by allowing you to go through your deck pretty quickly. Sure. So you get all the stuff you need. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little game. I'm how enjoying does the, it. How does the, the free-to-playness of it come in? Are you just buying decks? Yeah, it's like, so when you, when you start the game, you, there's, a, there's a starter deck for every faction, so you get a free deck for every faction. As you play with the faction, you unlock more basic cards. Right. So, like, cards that will just fill out the starter deck, basically. And then you earn free-to-play coin, uh, which I think is called Spirit in this game. <laughs> sure. So you then use to buy packs or entries into drafts. And you then get cards off of them, and it's, it works exactly the same as Hearthstone. If you ever sure, played sure, it, sure. Um, um, my, my it's, new, a fun, it's a fun little game because it's quite tactical. And I quite like it. My new hobby is um, discovering the names of free-to-play currencies. Yeah, like some, of them, are some of them are just awesome. Oh, um, yeah, I think it's called Spirit in this. Right, I think it's Spirit Coins. So this is this is Duelist. Is it Duelist? On yes, Steam. To, is it on free-to-play? No, you have to go download it from their website. I oh, assume it'll be on Steam at some point. Okay. It's in beta, I think. I think this is a beta, an open beta or an open alpha or something like that. It's a good game. It's got a cool uh, pixel art style as well. Mm. Um, so since I, I, that's kind of all the video games I've played, but I really just quickly want to uh, dive into stories from Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, have you got more? Okay, yeah, yes, I've got a little, yes. just a small little one from okay. last night because it was fucking brilliant. Um, so you can cue the music or whatever. Sure. Uh, we so I I can't remember the last time I talked about this, but it basically it, what we were doing was we are all 
zombies, we all got rezzed by some like apprentice necromancer who was actually like a sixteen year old spotty teenager right. who accidentally rezzed us. Um so we are trying to find a magic chalice that will give us life back. And we've been told that it's in a cave. Like the in a cave next to a, a burnt down church of the god whose chalice it is. Um and it was taken by a dragon. So we're like, great, it's traditional Dungeons and Dragons, let's go. We find the cave, start walking up to the cave, fire comes out of the cave, and a giant roar comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And we're going, sure, okay, fine. And we're like, talk, and we do the whole like perception check thing. And we're like, do we know what type of dragon it is? He says, yes, you've been told it's a green dragon. And because one of their party is a dragonborn, he said, and correctly so, green dragons don't spew fire. And we went, right. So let's see what happens. Walk further on, another fire thing and a, a roar. Um, DM makes his perception check again. Someone aces their perception check and he goes, this roar does not sound like a dragon. It sounds mechanical and distorted. Huh. We're like, okay, this is pretty weird. So we start approaching the cave and uh, then the fire stops and the roaring stops and we see like a figure run off in the distance. We're like, okay, sure. So we go down into the, the cave, which is actually like a dwarven rune. Inside, there is a giant door to the dwarven rune with a tiny little, a tiny little hole in the door. There's like another smaller door mm-hmm. inside a big door. Uh, and a giant horn. Uh, so we inspect the horn, and because I'm a mage at this party, I like do magic checks on discover it's magical. So we start blowing into the horn, and hey, it sounds a bit like a dragon. So okay. we're like, great. So someone's trying to keep out of this place. We go out to the door, uh, like knock on the door, no answer. Try and like look around, see if there are any switches. Can't get through the door; it's locked. So then, turn the horn round and try and shout in like various languages. Because we between the party, we speak like six or seven languages. We just start like shouting, "Let us in!" in different languages. Sure. Um, the problem being that we have me in the party who speaks four languages, two of which are kind of dead languages. One's Draconic, which is the language of dragons. is also mm. the language of magic. Uh, and Primordial, which is the language of, like, the elementals. And, sure. like, so, like, the elements, basically. Uh, and we also have a tiefling who are, like, the demon people who knows how to speak to demons. So we're shouting in, like, ancient languages and demon speak and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we were told after the thing that there was actually, like, a party of witch hunters chasing us. And they got scared by all the demon speak coming out of this giant <laughs> cave and ran right. away. So, like, great, whatever, fine. Um, nobody answered the door. Uh, and then, like, an arrow lands at our feet. And we look up and there's a bunch of, like, tiny goblins on the rafters all trained with short bows on us. Right. We're like, ah, shit. Okay, fine. There's goblins living here. The goblins all come down. And we've got half-orc in our party and goblins speak orc. The main little goblin says you're going to go speak to the boss. So we're like, all right, fine, whatever. We get ferried into this king's room, and he's sitting as a giant, massive, fat goblin uh, atop a dragon skull. And he's, like, got... He's, like, covered in sweat and, like, chicken... Like, chicken legs. and oh, right. Like, okay. off thing. And we're like, oh, God, whatever. So, we like... He, he describes the, the goblin... And he says he has a crown around his neck and like a walking stick and he's really, really fat and all that sort of And I went, I know that before. And I like quickly remembered in my head. 
and this and learned that it was in fact the goblin from the previous campaign that oh, I was shit. talking about. Right. So he for some reason our DM had brought forth these characters and thrown them into our universe now. Right, so our okay. old goblin who used to be a crazy sorcerer man who went like super sane about fireballs is now king of the goblins and is really, really fat, which I thought was a really nice touch. That's a nice touch, yeah. Yeah. I really like sat and talked to him and he was like people like little goblins were like lifting up his folds and like wiping Aww. under and he like at one point vomited gravy and they're like, <laughs> Oh, this is really bad. And so we're like we That's need to we, really graphic. Yeah. Right. It was really cool. And uh, we're like, okay, so at some point he needs to he must know where this chalice is. So I being in my character, he's quite uh brash and open about things. So he just kind of steps forward with his massive charisma score because he's a sorcerer and just like says, Oh great king of the mountain, goblin king, we came nothing but a merry band of adventurers to kill the dragon that has slain these town people. But clearly your great mate has like slain the dragon himself and we're massively impressed with made up this big spiel and he says, Okay, roll a persuasion check. Natural one. <laughs> and I went, shit. Okay, so he's like, what happens? He says, okay, so the ki- you, you do your speech, and the king goes, I don't believe you. It is time to choose. Goblin King lifts up his arms. Ugh. Massive fat arms. Trick or bear? And we what? all went, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he says, the Goblin King has just asked you, trick or bear? And we all went, uh, and he says, and we're going to stop the session there for this week. Oh, so no. all that's happened is the party's now in a, the, the tomb of the Goblin King, and he's just asked us, trick or bear. <laughs> and we have no idea what any of that means. Fantastic. So, a, a trick or bear, Yoon? I don't know. I mean... What did I say? <laughs> I mean, bear, right? This is our thought. Like we, our, Two of the party's instincts was just to say bear. There's like five of us. We can take a bear. Yeah. But knowing our DM, I'm worried it's going to be some horrific like demon bear. Like a magic bear or something? Yeah. And then I thought, like, if he's saying trick, I'm a good sorcerer. I can, like, mag- I can give him a magic show if he wants a trick. I can do that. Well, no, it'll be a but, trick on you. But that's right? what we thought. We were, what we were more worried about after that was thought if he says trick and we say, okay, trick, and he, like, jab of the hut style hits a button and the ground falls out yeah, from you, under him. you know there's a trap there under you yeah. right now. We're like, we, so at this point, the entire party's just like, we don't know what to say. It's <laughs> like, we've just been asked trick or bear by this massive fat goblin. We don't know what to do. It's pretty yeah, great. That's pretty Dungeons awesome. Dragons a good game. I do, I do like the send of your DM. He sends like a... Yeah, he's a cool guy. Sounds interesting. Um, he's a fun... Yeah, so I, I just I just remembered the only actual game I've played that you probably haven't yet is um, the Jackbox Party Pack 2. Well, we played hit. a bit of that. We played well, we one did. game of that. Well, yeah. uh, we did, but I, I played all of the... Well, a bunch of the new games anyway yes. um, with, with work people. Um, so it's five games like the last one... To the carryovers, there's more fibbage, um, which is just fibbage, f- it's just called fibbage two, isn't it? Yeah, it's just called fibbage two, and they've like redone some of the 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 graphics and stuff for it, and they've added uh, the defibrillator, which is like a one use thing, which is like just take away anything, all everything except two. Oh sure. Um, oh yeah, I saw that for yeah. you. So yes, there's that, and then um, Quiplash is the other one, which got released after the original party pack but is now just part of this and like lets like a thousand people play or something stupid like that it's yeah 
that's kind of cool. So the three new ones, the one, um, so there's Bidiots, which is the the Drawful replacement in this one, yes. which is complicated, but after your first game, you kind of basically have to take your first game as like everyone just talks to each other to learn curve. what's going on. Yeah. But basically the whole concept is that like you, everyone gets two things, two titles to draw. And you draw the, the whatever you're given on your device and it sends it in. And then you basically take the place of um, like art house auction, uh, art house auction patrons and you're kind of <laughs> bidding for... People at an auction. People at an auction, whatever the yeah. official term is. And you're basically bidding, you, have, you start with $3,000 and you're bidding on this art that other people have drawn. And all you have is that you on your on your phone, it will say, or on whatever device you're using, it will say three titles of drawings and how much they're actually worth. So right. you get a rough idea of like, okay, so this thing looks like it matches this title mm. and it's worth $3,000. So if you bid, you can bid up to however much you and want. You're- you're looking to make a profit on yeah. this, right? Yeah, so you're looking yeah. to... The profit you make is... Or the point... Yeah, the profit you make at the end is, like, obviously how much you bid to how much it's worth. Yeah. And that's your score at the end. But if people buy your drawings, you get the money that they paid for it, or you get half the money they paid for it, or something like that. And yeah. um, So it keeps your money topped up. The thing that turned it for me... I know, like, every, at the start of every round, you'll get a text message from one of these art how, uh, the art critics. Private buyers, yeah. Yes, who will sometimes give you information about other players. Like, it'll say, like, this person doesn't have a lot of money left, so we'll try and bid them out, or stuff like that. You'll get one of them a turn. The thing that turned it for me and where it all started to make sense was... So, the game that we played, there were five of us, I think, playing at that point, and... One of us had to draw um, a wizard with a staff. One of us had to play a man. Uh, had to draw a man in a bathrobe, mm-hmm. and the other one had to draw a man in a dunce cap. So all three of them, with very simple drawings, is a dude with a pointy hat, a pointy hat holding yeah. something. Right. So I'm sitting there. I've done my man in the bathrobe, and it comes up, and I'm like, "Oh, sweet!" And I know how much it's worth because it's on my screen, and it's like two hundred dollars. Like it's nothing. And immediately there's a bidding war, and it goes to like two grand, and you're like, "Sure, hey, what? Hey, what are you doing?" And then, what do you know? Yeah. yeah. So they thought it was they have information that's something similar. That's not the thing they thought, and that's what makes it really fun. Sure. So the moment I realized everyone that the things you're drawing has different permutations that look kind of similar is where it starts to get really interesting. Um, and the text messages are sometimes really great. Like I got a text message from one of the other games in the party pack at one point. Like it was, it, it's pretty good. So that one takes maybe a round to get used to, but after that, it's actually pretty good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, oh, what is the sound effects one? Ear blat, ear something. I know the one you mean. Yeah, I can't remember Whatever the name it of it. It's basically it's. I heard it described as Cards Against Humanity with sound effects. It's basically yes. that. Like it'll say something like the. The new method of capital punishment, and it'll be like, and you'll each get like three sound effects, and whichever one they think is the funniest wins, and so yeah. far it seems fine. I haven't played that much of it; it seems okay. And then the one that we played when you were when you were up uh, is Bombcore, which yes, which June is Wednesday. Oh, Jesus, oh, Wednesday, June. Don't don't. We are the worst bomb squad that's ever existed. Yeah, we are. It's basically like a slightly simplified version of what we were talking about last week, which is keep talking and nobody explodes. Um, yeah. With 
so everyone on their devices will have the page of a bomb defusal manual. There'll be a bomb in front of you with different coloured wires. Everyone has to work together to work out which wires need cut. And then occasionally there's other like teamwork games that are in there, like make sure you file these things in the right order or all this kind of stuff. It's it's pretty cool. I I, I liked it, but in order to unlock all of the games to kind of play in like a free play mode, you need to play through the quote unquote story, which is like two weeks and like so you'll it'll start on Monday and there'll be a bunch of bombs you have to defuse on Monday and if you fail any of them you have to go back to the start of Monday and do it all again. And you can't skip any of the cutscenes, which sucks when you've seen them for the twentieth time, as yeah. we did. Yes, um, but the cool. ones are the ones that are written as sexual children. Yeah, so there's some of the rules. They're pretty fun. Yeah, so the ones, so some of the rules, they'll say, "Here's the bomb," and the instruction manual for this bomb was written by sexual children, and it will say like, "You all the silly wires are bad," and all of the. Even wires are dumb, but not silly. And you're just like, what? It, none of what? None of this any- makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when it, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's really um, cool. So it's the same cool, okay. same price as the last one. I think it's seventeen for the new pack. And it seems like there's a bunch of stuff in there. So I will be taking that home for Christmas. I think. Yes. Um, and be doing that. I'm also considering taking. Keep talking. No one explodes. Oh yeah, Christmas. yeah. That that will be fun. I oh. I can't tell how our parents would react to that. Whether we would be alive at the end of it or not. I think I think so long as they don't they don't do the bomb defusing, it should be sure. fine. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. So yes. Yeah, so the only other thing that I think we both played is the final episode of Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Um. Appeared last week and finally finished that. Um. So you've weekend. not played. Uh, the final episode of Life is Strange. Yet? No, that's this weekend's job. Oh, okay, sure. Um, I've heard uh, the guy in work that I talked to about it. He played, he finished it last night and said it's worth it is worth finishing. Apparently, yeah. good. Um, and I think that one of the because I, I think I said at the end of the last episode, like the end of the last episode was a complete one eighty kind of out of the blue turn, which didn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. Some yeah, that didn't sit well to, with you, did it? No, it really didn't. Um, so I'll need to see how they wrap all this stuff up because they do have a bunch of stuff to wrap up in a, in a final episode. Um, but yes, Tales of the Borderlands final episode came out. That is a hell of a series. That is, in my opinion, the best thing Telltale have ever done. It's yeah, it's really, really it's incredible. Pretty spectacular. Like I was sitting, I was sitting playing it, and my fiance was was reading next to me. And eventually, at one point, I think she just put the book down and started watching. Like she hadn't seen yeah. any of the other episodes and was just totally on board. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's cliched to say that it'll make you like laugh and cry and all that stuff, but it's like a hundred percent true. Mm. And Tales from the Borderlands, it's hilarious, but also really sad. And there's a bunch of and- kind of emotional moments in there, and yeah, um, yeah like so. I, I'm consider- I I think we should probably record a spoiler cast about it because I'm actually talk to you about some of the scenes. Yeah, that thing we normally save that for like Christmas, but yeah, we're good. Yeah, I guess. we should probably record something about it. Um, sure. But yeah, so it, it's. I was pretty happy with the resolution that happened yes. in there. I was um, I was happy with what happened. I don't understand entirely what happened. No, but I assume that's for a season two. Yes. So and it has like some of the telltale stuff in it, which is like if you're familiar with the end of the first season of The Walking Dead mm-hmm. in terms of choices you can make, like that comes back that kind of thing comes back again. Yeah. Um, in a really cool and interesting way, which is another reason why I wanted to do the spoiler cast because I want to find out how that worked out for you. Sure. Um, there's some super cliche moments in there. They do some really funny shit. With oh it. yeah, sure. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a really really good series. Like it's it's going to be up there in my game of the year stuff oh, yeah, unless something superb appears. But um, yeah, it's well worth playing. Even I, the only thing I'm considering is I th- would it play if you're not into the Borderlands fiction yeah. a little bit? <laughs> I've been thinking about this as well. Like it's easy to say, oh yeah, if you're just a fan of writing or whatever, play it. But I don't, I don't really know. They play on certain expectations of a Borderlands yeah, game. Like some of which... the jokes are directly like will only make sense if you've played some yeah. of the Borderlands games. But I think like the again the sheer fact that like somebody who I think not the, played... I think the the main hits work is like yes. little stuff that you don't get if you're you'll not mi- yeah you'll miss little bits and pieces. Um, but I think it's well worth picking up. Definitely. Oh yeah, sure, um, absolutely. It's yeah, it's the best writing and stuff that Telltale done. And like it, like what I said after we've played the first episode uh, still applies. It is awesome to see Telltale doing funny shit again. Like yeah, it, I missed it from when they did Sam and Max. Like I need to finish season two of Sam and Max. Like I haven't finished it yet. It's ago. Cool. Yeah, I know. I've got them all sitting in my Steam library. I just haven't haven't finished it yet. Yeah, but, it's good to see them not do like the most depressing stuff that yeah, you've seen. Yeah, like the super serious for like Walking Dead and all that stuff. Yeah, it's good to see them comedy again. And holy shit, like again, we'll talk about it when we do Game of the Year stuff. But that yep. that thing in episode three was just the single. Was it three or four? I can't remember. I, can't, I don't know what thing you're talking about. The the thing that we have on our best moment list right now from Tales. Oh, of that that was episode four. Yeah. yeah, that was like I have never laughed that hard yeah, that during a quick time sequence. Me. That absolutely like, killed me every was, single time. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, they bring it up. They bring it up again in the final episode. That yes, so totally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, we'll record a spoiler cast about it. You can stay tuned for that for yeah. next week sometime. But um, yeah, it's. That series is awesome. I really enjoyed every part of it. So, yeah. Um, it's a great game. Yes, do you have anything else? Or are we going to jump into... Uh, no, I think we're going to do our little interlude thing. Jump into... To, which is all you. Yeah, so I'm I'm choosing the music this week. And I don't have a lot of background, really, for this. Just that I really <laughs> fucking like the soundtrack. Fucking like the song. Yeah, I was I was actually watching... Where it came about was I was watching old... Um, Jabum on Professional Fridays. And they played... Um, Oh, shit, I meant to look up the full title of this goddamn game. Oh, God. But, um... I'm not going to find it in time. It's something like... I don't know. If you if you search for Disco Dodgeball, you'll find it. Oh, right, yeah. Um, something, something, Disco Dodgeball. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, it's a kind of cool... I think it's still early access. No, I think it actually came out. I think it came out, but it's like... Robot a, Roller Derby Disco Dodgeball. That's the one. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's it's robots playing dodgeball and it's in a kind of Tron world that syncs to all the music and the music is really, really awesome yeah, the in music that game. So I'm going to do one of the things from this, uh, one of the songs from that soundtrack. Um, it is by the phenomenally named Adhesive Wombat, which is yeah. one word. He did a lot of that, didn't he? He did. He did. There's yeah. at least two or three tracks from him on that thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm Even now, looking at it, I'm still debating which one I do because <laughs> they're both awesome. But I'm probably gonna, gonna go. Push for an answer. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go for anthem. So anthem is, uh, yeah, anthem's on the center. It's fucking awesome. It's really really good. Um, so if you check the posts, uh, you'll get links to the Bandcamp where you can buy the album and other uh, wherever else I can find out that you can download it from. It's really worth picking up. Yeah, it's a really really awesome. I album. remember it being very good. Even the rest. Uh, so well, I'm gonna link to his album and or their album. I don't actually know who it is. 
Um, but it's, so it's not the OST for the game because I don't think there is one. Um, or I think there is, but it has to be like DLC on Steam or whatever it is. Like yeah. You have to own the game to download it. So I'll just point you. I think at, that's right. I will point you at this guy's album where you can get this. And the other one on the soundtrack is called 8 Bit Adventure. Something like that. Eight, yes, 8 Bit Adventure. Yeah, 8 Bit Adventure. Um, which is also a fucking awesome track. So go get the album. Um, so check posts where you can get them. And we'll be back after this. There's Anthem by It's Just Wombat. Awesome, awesome song. Dirty. Filthy yeah. song. Really filthy song, but um, really, really awesome. So check the post for... Really well, <laughs> so yeah, check the post to see where you can go and get that. Um, in terms of news, so the fact we're recording this podcast a day later than usual means we do get some news from the Sony Paris Games Week conference. Oh yeah. But um, we'll get to that in a little second, just after sure. some of the smaller things. talk about some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because we, we were on opposite Aww. opposite sides of the country, but we were watching that at the same time, and yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a new Friday the 13th game coming. This is, oh, yeah, so this that is the was other the stuff one, before... This was the one that like disappeared for ages. So it, like, it was in development for ages and then disappeared and now it's come back? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an, only described as an asymmetrical multiplayer game um, based on, obviously, the Friday the 13th movies. Um... There's a Kickstarter for it. Um, it was previously known as Slasher Volume 1 Summer Camp. Sure. Which was introduced last fall. Okay. Um, and is now officially a Friday the 13th game. There was a, I'm convinced there was another Friday the 13th game that was in development for a really long time and then got cancelled or something. I can't remember. Not sure. Maybe I'm talking shit. Not sure. Um, developers called Gun Media, which is That's a good kind name of awesome company. name for a company. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there's no dates or anything on it le- yet, but it's um, all modern consoles and PC. Um, next fall is when it appears. Um, I'll come back to that, because <laughs> there's a couple of things in here about the same thing. Um, I decided to add a kind of a more positive um, Kickstarter story since the past couple of episodes we've been talking about Kickstarter just fucking taking the money and running. Yeah. Um, so do you remember a game called Wolf the Red Hood Diaries? That was no. Actually, I kind of know the name, but... I'd, you probably yeah. know the lead image as well off of it. It kind of did the rounds um, a while ago. Um, so it started... It raised $72,000 $72, on Kickstarter, and it was supposed to be an episode... Uh, it's from the Kotaku article. Oh, yeah, that's thing. I don't remember Episodic that. Sinister Take on Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Um, so they released the first episode, it didn't do particularly well, and the developer filed for bankruptcy and then cancelled some of the backer rewards because it's like, we don't have the money to get the rest of these backer rewards because this game didn't sell enough for us to yeah. make it. 
Um, so they did a they did a Kickstarter update saying it's done. There's no way back. We tried and we failed. Um, developers grin, um, different grin. It should also be mentioned, not the Bionic Commando guys. It's yeah, a different, not different those grin. grin. Um, so they talked about like in the update, like how they failed on a bunch of fronts and how it underperformed and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so actually, what has turned out is that so that so anyone who backed it was not getting some of the higher level Kickstarter awards, or even some of the low level Kickstarter awards that they just fucking ran out of money. Mm-hmm. So what's happened is uh, they. Out of nowhere, an update appeared on their Kickstarter page um, last week, and Rebellion have bought the rights to Wolf um, after the company after Grin went under. Um, Wolf, uh, so the company's dead, but Wolf is is staying alive, and they have decided that they will use their own money to fulfill all of the Kickstarter rewards that are still outstanding. Oh, that's nice of them on that thing. That's um, good. So there's a quote from Rebellion. Um, our book imprints have published quite a few dark and twisted retellings of classic tales, and so Wolf's gorgeous twisted take on Red Riding Hood immediately caught our interest when we heard it was up for sale. So there might not be in our game, but they may turn it into like a comic book or a graphic novel or sure. something along those lines. But they are they are totally making good on all the Kickstarter awards. So it's really good to see a one with a good. That ending. seems like that seems like the kind of concept that would be suited to a comic book. Uh, yes, 100%. There are many comic books that are like that. For example, the Fables thing that then turned into a video game does yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, so, YouTube announced their subscription thing mm-hmm. last week, or this week, I can't remember, called YouTube Red. Say yes. nine, $10 a month basically removes all ads from YouTube and provides the opportunity for people to go to for um, for content creators to go behind a paywall if they want and I think they get more so basically the, the, this was originally what the thought was any, anyway behind it and then YouTube put a couple of statements going no like if you're watching the free one they are making their money from ads if you're watching the non-ad one they are making their money directly from us and the subscription that sure. you're paying All like right. nobody it's not, they're not going to put stuff behind a paywall they are not putting stuff behind a paywall yep. or they can but they're not making anyone do it and they're not going to lose money if they don't so yeah, and nobody's done it yet. The only people that sure. the only people that because um, a, a bunch of sites did um, analysis on this basically said like ninety nine point nine nine percent of YouTube videos aren't changing, and the zero point zero one that are left or the zero point one that are left are all owned by Disney, huh, and okay. uh, Disney are arguing for more of a cut because why should we make the same as the YouTubers that are not part of us? Like they're basically angling for more money. Right. Because um, maybe because you're Disney and you don't need more money. Maybe. You're Disney. Like, like, why, like are you, why are you using YouTube? Surely you can have your own Disney. fucking video streaming service or... I don't know. Yeah. Who knows. Um, so basically what happened as well is that um, immediately... Like, as soon as they announced this thing, it was kind of bad timing originally. But basically what happened was a bunch of um, YouTube footage of games started disappearing... Um, very very quickly, namely a bunch of Japanese games, um, Attack on Titan, Hitsune Miku Two, and Blaze Blue, all disappeared um, sure. very quickly. Oh no, not all the Hitsune Miku footage. Yeah. And basically, what it was that those companies or those the companies that hosted that stuff had not agreed to the the terms of the new YouTube Red thing by the time it went live. Right. Okay. So all that stuff just disappeared. Sure. And then it's obviously all come back now. 
Um, but what did happen, speaking of Japanese games on YouTube, was something that happened... Oh, don't Wait, is this you segueing into another story? Yes, this is me segueing into um, another story. That's professional. Um, oh, well, it would be if I hadn't lost the fucking story. Yeah, that's not um, helpful. It's not here Is it that one about Persona 4? Yes, it is that yeah. one about Persona 4, which I thought I had, but apparently is a completely different story. Yeah, I don't know the details. I know that the Atlas pulled a bunch of footage of Persona 4 dancing all night, but only from like small YouTube channels. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that is basically the story. Like uh, a yeah. bunch of Persona footage, uh, Atlas, or basically what happened was a bunch of very, very small YouTube, and we're talking like, like very subscribers. We're talking like our scale of yeah. YouTube channel, like very few subscribers. They're putting up like 15 minute segments of games. One guy was just doing a playthrough of Persona 4 dancing all night. Yep. And they get hit by content, um, or they get hit by takedown notices from a a channel called Atlas Tube, which is the official Atlas YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. They got hit with this stuff, obviously being small on the small end of the scale, didn't know how to fight this thing, and just kind of went, no, it's not worth it, and just started yeah. pulling the videos down. Uh, one guy did email Atlas and say, like, what is the deal with this thing? And this channel came back up, like, within 24 hours. And there's still no explanation. Atlas weird. Atlas will not mention they've they've asked for an official statement. I think it was Kotaku or the Arcalon. Um, Kotaku asked for an official statement from Atlas, and they said, "Here's the email address for PR people. Email them if you have a problem." And they, oh. pushed, they pushed them for an answer, and they said, "Email the PR person if you have a problem." Sure. So God knows why this happened. Like they ain't hitting like your pie pies. No, they're they're hitting really small, small channels, which is fucking bizarre. I yeah, do that's not, a very strange thing to do. Do not understand. Um. Yeah, that was that was very very strange. Um, I added this because it was my what the fuck moment of the last couple of weeks. There's a in Helsinki uh, this week. Yeah, twenty third. Yeah, this week. There's a thing called ClashCon happening. Yes, I saw this on Twitch. Which yeah. is a convention for Clash of Clans. Yep. In Helsinki, October twenty fourth. Sorry, they so were- it was Saturday. They were treating Clash of Clans games like it was esports, and it was fucking weird. <laughs> this whole thing, like, I, I got this off a Touch Arcade story, but yeah, like, what the fuck is? I mean, I know that game's big. I know that game makes serious amounts of money. But yeah. What the fuck do you get out of a convention for that game? I, I, that's a genuine question. Like, what? I, th- all I saw was them treating games of uh, Clash of Clans like it was esports, and. That was it. That was all I saw. So I've got no idea what you get out of Clash Clan. Yeah, I, you get to you get to give announcements about the game to people that actually play the game. I like guess part, instead of filtering it through. Apparently, there's a big update coming. Sure. What that means don't know, but yeah, Clash Clans has got a fucking convention. Who knew? Um, there's no story there. It's just like, what the hell is that? It's very okay. strange. Um, big. Well, not even big, really. Just to kind of win for emulation as a whole. Um, MAME now supports a game that only existed on a 22-year-old Japanese popcorn machine, which is now properly emulated in MAME. Man, Uh, those MAME people are fucking weird. (laughs) So there's a game called Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop, which is a vending machine from 93, which is only available in Japan. And basically what it was was a mini-game that you could play while the machine was making the popcorn. And it's got... It's Sonic and Tails, and Eggman's there, and he tries to steal the popcorn, and you have to keep it away from him. And um, 
it's like it's like five minutes long and there's a video of it on YouTube if you want to find it. Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop, if you Google that, you'll find it. This is why emu- some emulators are weird. <laughs> this is why emulation is awesome, because nobody would know that thing existed and it would be gone if they hadn't worked out how to emulate I- this thing. Uh, like they had I to, they had, they had to emulate like a software popcorn machine. They, basically, like they had to emulate um, the the big uh, wheel that you have to turn to sift the popcorn around. Like they had to emulate that thing in software so that you can hit, you can hold the left mouse button and it spins it or spins it back or fucking awesome. <laughs> That's very strange. So yeah, if you want to play a popcorn machine, Mame now supports it. Um, and again, speaking of Japanese companies not getting the internet, um, Square Enix released uh, Dragon Quest Heroes on PS4. Oh, that's the Dynasty Warriors game, right? Yes, that's the, yeah. that the Dynasty Warriors game. Um, and they put out a bunch of restrictions for how to stream and monetize it. And holy shit, I don't even understand what half this stuff means. So the, the company spokesperson for this said... Um, this is a PS4 game as well, it's important yes, to know. Yes, I've seen um, people play it. Streaming via Twitch is absolutely fine so long as you don't have the music on. YouTube is currently the only video service in the West approved for use if there is music on in the video. So basically, their soundtrack is part of the thing that Twitch uses to scan for content, for right. um, copyrighted content. It'll probably get picked up and your Twitch stream will be muted if you're playing Dragon Quest. Like, not even playing your own music over it. Just the Dragon Quest Heroes stuff on Twitch. Streaming YouTube, that's fine. Twitch, you'll get muted, probably. Yes. Um, if you stream the game with music via Twitch, you could indeed run into a copyright issue. That's what they said. Um, and it was it was kind of funny as well that they timed this very, um, very closely to the Western arm of Square Enix publicly embracing that Deuce X mod that appeared last week. Like the, Oh yeah, that came out on Steam. Yep. It's yeah. a free download on Steam and this, the official Square Enix... People said, yeah, go for it. Said, this thing's fucking awesome. Go play it. It's great. Here's a group. I like it when people do that. Which is totally different. Like, that's the Western arm screen, Nix. The Japanese arm. Oh, yeah. So they they put out a list of permitted distribution methods for Dragon Quest Heroes content. Um, So you should not post transfer copyrighted material in ways that are not listed below. And it goes into super specific detail. Okay. Um... Use of Dragon Quest Heroes content is allowed for personal use only through the online services available with the PlayStation 4 share feature. The share feature may be unavailable for certain content and game areas as designated by Square Enix. So PS4 has got this built-in thing where like game makers can define a certain amount of time to say like this bit isn't going to get streamed. Like it'll just show up, it'll just show like the default PlayStation symbols for those sections. Like mm-hmm. you'll get the notifications on your on your um, when that happens. But a lot of Japanese games have just been like. It's from the moment you put the disc in to the moment you stop the application. Wow. Like, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, So here's the bigger one. Um, Streaming of gameplay video. Streaming, for example, the posting of a link, uh, including the posting a link of the URL of the streaming video or posting the thumbnail of the video for personal use on personal blogs and many blogs such as Twitter and of gameplay video, including the in-game background music on video share sites available through the use of PlayStation 4 share feature is allowed. So... Basically, that, okay. so that basically means YouTube, Nico, Nico, and UStream are fine. Streaming is limited to video share sites that have. A, so this is the big one. Streaming is limited to video share sites that have a content a consent agreement in place with the Japanese Society for the Rights of Authors and Composers. 
The share feature may be unavailable for certain content game areas as designated by Square Enix. So, like, they're be the whole thing is just insane. Like, they're being super specific it's, about how yeah, when you can that's share this crazy. stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. So this Jet Jasrak, which is the Japanese Society for Rights of Authors and Composers. They have been at this for a while. So it's actually a bunch... So again, this is from the Kataka article. This is a bunch of very powerful companies. Um, sure. Japanese music companies. So Pony Canyon, who are a, a Japanese uh, music publisher. Right. Uh, big one. They do a lot of the big stars. Um, Sony Music sure. Japan, Universal Japan, Avex Japan, which is Ayumi Masaki's label. Right. Um, and Warner Japan. Um, they made this request. Um, they made a request to YouTube to pull down 30,000 videos back in 2006. Jesus, okay. Um, they wanted, so this is from a Mashable report from 2006, they wanted YouTube to automatically screen all uploads to see whether they contain copyrighted content, which is, at that point, didn't exist in YouTube, like it was in 2006. This was just something that they were working on, but wasn't public yet. Uh, they demanded that they post a Japanese language warning about respecting copyright and delete any users who had posted copyright clips. Um... Yeah, they were they they were pushing for some serious shit for this, um, and they didn't obviously get it. But yes, um, and then there's a bunch of other things in there. So like, hey, if you're posting a video, here's the exact copyright information you have to include on the video, and wow, do not yes. take any of this content and create a T-shirt out of it. Sure, do not post the content to services that require others to pay a fee to browse or stream. An exception to this is Nico Nico. Do not po- uh, post content that leads to the abuse of a specific user. Must be removed <laughs> without delay upon receiving a removal request from Square Enix, which is fucking nuts, right? We're saying, here are the very limited ways you can stream this thing, but if we ask you to take it down, you have to immediately take it down, like, with yeah. no reason as to why or when that could happen. That's... Um, ugh. It's insane. Uh, so in case yeah. you needed more proof that J- uh, Japan still don't get the internet, or Japanese publishers don't still don't get the internet, this is it. Fucking insane. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, and the, the last small bit of news is that's really, really funny. Um, so the website VG247, um, they've been a video game blog for forever, basically. Um, and one of the writers went to Tokyo Game Show to do a pre- preview of a lot of things, amongst them Uncharted 4, which they came back with a really scaling, scathing preview of Uncharted 4. Yeah. Um this quote oh, yeah, from, I know that story. Yeah. Uh, the quote said, graphics don't make the game, but even if Uncharted 4 is the most beautiful thing to have ever happened in the history of video games, it's not. It's not new. Um, I think the games are just shinier than more interesting. Uncharted maybe in for the same critique, where the first Uncharted games felt they were blowing the bar sky high. This one felt just like more of the same. Um, except that what they got shown in Tokyo Game Show was not Uncharted 4. They got shown yeah. the HD version of Uncharted 2. Yep. Which is fucking hilarious. Like, That's fucking great. <laughs> which is... Really unfortunate, but and I'm assuming it's, like I don't understand how you don't. Do people not remember what is in Uncharted Two? I, I I say that like I might have made that mistake as well. You would I'm, think, right? But yeah. also like the only way I can possibly see this happening, right, is if you've never played Uncharted Two before. Which fair enough, it was a PS3 only game. Some people, probably large majority of people last gen didn't play it. Yeah, true. And you've traveled to Tokyo. And are jet lagged. Yeah, sure, that's fair. And see this thing that it's still is being, crazy, but which yeah, is fair. being put forward maybe without being translated properly and being put in front of you and said, "This is the new Uncharted game we are putting out this year." Yeah, and you go, "Oh, this must be Uncharted 4. And right, but yeah, 
So they they put a big polog- uh, a big um, thing saying we are super fucking sorry for this. Mm-hmm. They use the phrase "we seriously fucked up." Yeah, that's a quote from their editor. Um, and then to round it all off, the director of Uncharted Four, Neil Druckmann, posted to Twitter. We have a new Uncharted 4 screenshot showing the rope mechanic and posted a screenshot of Pitfall, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> That's really good. That yeah, I like good. it. Um, so yeah, very quickly run through the stuff from the Sony, so the Sony, the Paris Games Week, which I didn't know was a thing until last year. But no, me neither. Hey. Yeah. So Sony skipped uh, Gamescom and they said, all of our stuff's going to be Paris Games Week, so watch there. And they pulled out some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, Tekken 7 is coming and has PlayStation VR support. Yes. Whatever the fuck that means. Uh, it ain't gonna be first person, but like, fuck off. Uh, maybe it's an easy God, way of getting three D no in that idea. game. Who knows? I anyway. guess it'll be like really shit three D, where like the the HUD is three D and that looks like it's distant from the background. But then I don't know what you get off of that. And, Who knows? Uh, also, it's Tekken Seven. Like, do people care about Tekken? And yes. Okay. I. You don't want to see people getting thrown into volcanoes. I mean, I, I meant among the fighting game community. Oh. No. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> it'll, get, it'll, get, it'll get played on small stages at Evo because there are still Tekken players out there, but sure. I don't think that many people care. Yeah. Um, it's funny, off- though. Oh, totally Z. hilarious, yeah. Um, they showed off a new game called Boundless, which looks like PlayStation 4 Minecraft. Yeah. Um, very, it looks you know, really nice, to be it fair. It looks super nice, but very kind of Minecrafty style blocky yeah. world. Guy was holding a hammer, it was all made out of blocks. There was a lot of kind of portal style, like jumping between worlds and yeah. all that kind of stuff stuff yeah, looked interesting mm-hmm. um what's we got uh no man's sky got a release date yeah well no, it got month. a release window release month well, june 2016 june 2016 yeah. which is further away than i wanted it to be but i just want them to it's better than nothing i wanted them to i just want them to finish that game yeah very quickly well that game um, so you can play it so yes. at least you know it exists and is, Sean, yep. Sean Murray is telling you that you'll have it eventually. Yeah. It's good. Sean Murray telling you you'll have it eventually, that you have it at this specific month. Sean Murray was super excited on Twitter when that came out. I was very excited on Twitter. It was, it was awesome. Sean Murray is a lovely person. I love yeah. Sean Murray to death. I really want to meet him. Like, yeah, he's I want to meet Sean Murray. He's up there in the list of people in the video game industry that I really, really want to meet. You just, I want to meet him and give him a big hug. And just be like, oh, Sean. <laughs> it's Sean, fine. It's okay, Sean. You'll be all right. I understand how much math there is. It's okay, Sean. <laughs> um, Avicii's got a PlayStation game coming called Avicii Vector. It kind Avicii of... the video game? Yeah. It's... Avicii Vector, the video game of Avicii featuring Avicii. Yeah, like I kind of want that, like the f- feet Avicii. And, oh, it looks like kind of like Amplitude. Yeah, weird rhythm game thing um, featuring Avicii. They didn't show a lot of the game, they showed a lot of Avicii spinning Showed a decks, lot of Avicii, but... yeah. Avicii loves spinning him some decks and yeah. I don't know. Um, ah. what else is there new that Drive Club Bikes ex- <laughs> Drive Club is getting an expansion that has more bikes and the expansion is called Drive Club Bikes that's <laughs> does unimagined. anyone care for Drive Club no but I care that that is the most generic name that's ever Drive existed Club bikes. on the same stage Drive Club it's called Drive Club Bikes <laughs> on the same stage where there was a game called fucking oh, what was the name of that game, game. Uh, there was Battlezone which is oh, one Battle of those Zone. and Masterfall and Oh, oh yeah, that was that game, wasn't it? Matterfall. Yeah, yeah. so that's the other thing. Ma- uh, Matterfall is uh, the new PS4 game from Housemark because the Resogun guys. Yeah. They didn't show what that game was. They nope. showed a CG trailer, but we we looked at it and were co- you were convinced it was a Vanquish game. I, it, it looked like Vanquish. But I thought it was some weird Tron thing. 
it's going to be somewhere and, in the middle of that. But like, but it, it'll, it'll be a twin stick shooter, probably. Yeah, like it's either a twin stick shooter or who knows. Um, they showed some Gravity Rush Two footage, which looks very a lot like a high res version of the PS the Vita game, the original Vita, Vita game. There's some Sailor Moon style characters in it, lunar style, and yeah, Jupiter, Jupiter style. style, yeah, and, yeah. Ugh. Um, I don't have I don't have a problem with Sailor Moon. There are many people I know who are convinced that Sailor Mars is their sexual awakening. But <laughs> I, which one was Mars? Was she the dark haired one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, moving uh, you always did like the brilliant ones <laughs> um, yes Gravity Rush 2 looks like a lot of physics getting blown yeah, about in gravity it looks, looks pretty cool, cool. Yeah, it does like it looks kind of cool that game. did you ever play yeah. the first one you I had the first one no. oh no it was a Vita game sorry a Vita game. Never mind. was it yeah Wait, it, was Vita one launch, it was a launch Vita game yes, yes. I remember it was um, the on a Vita for a long yeah. time um, until Persona 4 remake came out <laughs> um, Media Molecule were back for a while to show dreams They're fucking nightmare simulator you were just like it's so screaming creepy. over I am at that point just like you it's don't like it's so creepy and it's mainly, it's mainly because I find a lot of weird claymation stuff really cre- creepy yeah but sure. a lot of the movement and style of that the things they were showing on that stage were creepy as fuck yeah it looked like some kind of like of um, Nightmare Before Christmas style. Oh, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. Don't worry, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. That was unnatural. Yeah, yeah the giant fucking rat librarian thing. Yeah, the hell out of me. And they, uh, so you, sh- I, I can't even begin to describe what they showed. You should just go watch the video. I had, um, I, I had a moment. So you remember at the end of the cut, at the end of like the demo, they did like a physical demo of dreams and like yeah, it was pretty good. But there, was was a, the there was a dude playing that thing. Yeah, Definitely. and at the end there was like a sizzle reel of like this is all the stuff that's happening yeah. at dreams, and I went through so many emotions during that sizzle reel yeah. of like, oh that's creepy, what the hell is that? But there was one shining moment in that I can't remember what it was, but it was like a shot of like some weird castle in a desert, and and it was and it went from like going, oh I'm really creeped out, what the hell is this? Like, man, that's fucking gorgeous. Oh god, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There was like one moment with that castle and I went, that looks stunning, and then the rest of it was all creepy. And, and like there's there's definitely some kind of little big little big planet stuff in there where like there was a first person sequence in there that looked like somebody was playing it. There was like yeah. a football game that was shown. Fuck, I don't know. You you'd expect the people who make Little Big Planet to do like yeah. some logic. This seems like Little Big Planet blown completely out of proportion and like you can they used to say you can make anything in that game. This basically looks like you can yeah, make anything. They, in this they, they, they emphasized the point during the physical demo of like everything you're seeing here was like built from the ground up yeah. by hand, and, th- and there were like fast. and that thing there were like huge statues and like things like that. So it looks yeah. like you can pretty much design a lot of stuff. On it. I I will be buying that game, and I will not make a thing. I will no, I want to see what people make. I want to yeah. see what nightmares the people on PSN totally. create with the fucking dream tools. Yeah. Um, go watch the video for that like I said yeah, I can't really describe what happened um, they show off Uncharted 4 multiplayer which looks like they're, they're I'm going to dub- see if I I'm going to look at that Dreams trailer and see if I can find that one shot sure. of it not being creepy um, looks like they're doubling down on the mystical stuff on that Uncharted has always had like that demo ended with uh, I was about to say Nathan Fillion what's his name? Nathan Drake Nathan Drake <laughs> Nathan Drake I was watching a lot of Firefly at the weekend um, it's very good <laughs> Um, yeah, Drake throwing a like a idol thing into the middle of the arena, and this big fire spitting totem just appeared out of magic yeah. and started killing. Like, 
yeah, they're doing their mystical stuff as part of that multiplayer, which looks pretty cool. Um, they did a bunch of VR. They had a big chunk of VR stuff actually. There's a. They said it was a new until dawn game. It's not. It's a spook house. It's is literally. Yeah, I was so upset by that. Cause, like we're gonna do an until dawn game with VR, and I went cool. Until dawn was a really interesting idea. Yeah. Um. As long as they don't make it a spook house, and then it's a spook house. Yeah, like, it's, man, it, like, that's really parts sad. of it. Parts of it are actually just a haunted house, like it's on rails. Yeah, literally, so it's, just, it's on rails, and it's like spinning blades, and yeah. it's like man, and then things pop out at you. I was like, ah, yeah. come I was on. like, oh nope, not touching that. Sorry. Um, Crytek showed a VR game called Robinson: The Journey, which looked like Wheatley in a dinosaur forest. Like there was. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's some weird take on like the Robinson Crusoe story. Yeah, um, I don't know. And I think also like showing pre-rendered footage in this thing and not saying it's pre-rendered footage is a personal annoyance of mine. Yeah, it's doubly so when it's VR because VR is not going to look like that, especially no, not, not on PlayStation all. Four. Like they showed some pre-rendered as pre-rendered you, footage. Game makers are only just starting to realize now the importance of sixty frames per second. A thing that looks that good in that pre-render is not going to run at 120 to make it run at 60 yeah. in a VR thing. Like they said, they said 90. Like the Oculus guys are saying 90, 90. So to it has ensure to... no motion sickness. Wait, the game's going to run at 90, or game... it's got to run at 90 to run at 45 on the. Each eye has to run at 90 to. But so they've got to render at 180 frames a second. Basically, yeah. Wow. Um, they that's to ensure that there is no chance of motion sickness. You'll probably get away with 60, but 90 was the magic number but it'll for cause them. But mo- it'll cause motion sickness? Like, Potentially. Sure. That's like, weird. That's a really interesting bit of information. I don't totally. Because like, I've always been told, like in all of the kind of computer graphic stuff I've read and been taught, once you go past 60, it's basically incomprehensible to the human yeah. eye. But yeah. I suppose when you add 3D and it being your entire vision to it, yeah. that probably changes it. But yeah, you start messing with like your actual depth perception and yeah. stuff like that at so, that point. So yeah, I don't know what Robinson the journey is but there was dinosaurs and a little robot that followed yep. you about and I think I, I think your response to that trailer was nope yeah like, was there response. was a moment where like this kind of raptor looking thing appeared and got pretty close to the camera and I was like I ain't wearing a headset for that I'm sorry yeah. can't deal with raptors that close to me um Gran Chismo Sport is the new Gran Chismo game coming the beta is coming in any twi- early 2016 there's a lot of cars in that it looks trailer. like a Gran Chismo game some cars don't know what else to say about that sure is some cars we will get back to the thing you want to talk about, but I'll very quickly mention that oh. um, Quantic Dream revealed a new game. Yes. It is the main character from that demo Cara. that they showed four years ago called Kara. And the game's called Detroit. Um, Beyond something? Beyond become human? human? Become yeah. human. Become human, yeah. Um, it looks fucking gorgeous. It looks, it looks like really a, nice, yeah. It looks like a Quantic Dream game. But um, it'll be a David Cage game, so oh, yeah, like fucking it, weird. It'll be a Quantic Dream game. Don't worry about that. Um, do yeah. you think we can get away with fighting the internet again no oh no that I wanna, a... what I want to see is like the because your main character is like a cyborg thing like all the cyborgs in Detroit get hacked and then Kara has to fight off the hack but physically fight it off so you have to <laughs> fight off your own infection the only pre- thing I can think of is that the closer they get to photorealism in this and they're getting like that final scene of that trailer with was Kara, really with... good yeah with Kara talking to the camera, that was terrifying how realistic yeah, that looked. Really good. The closer they get to, to realism in that thing, the less chance they have of doing insane shit like fighting the internet. Like, yeah, they can't, that's true. Yeah. They can't. 
Um, and that also now makes them three for three of going, this tech demo we're showing is definitely not our new game. This is just a tech demo. And then this is totally <laughs> Oh, no, it's actually a game. <laughs> like like the, the Polygon article actually has the quote from four years ago where they said, Kara is not our next game. It's not a character. It's not a world. It's not a story. It's all of those um, things. Yeah. It's and actually all It's totally things. that game it's four years later. Thing. And I am totally up. Oh, sorry. Anyway. I am totally up for an R David Cage game. Oh, yeah, I totally. Will... I'll play a David Cage game. Absolutely. 100%. Especially when um, it looks that good. They also showed off Horizon. They showed some more Horizon footage. Which looks um, awesome. That yeah, game that looks game. really cool. It's looking more and more Monster Hunter-y. Yes. Which is not a When they were talking about you need to hunt these things to get this resource. Yeah. Like, and, like your character is a... Craftsman. Like a blacksmith of some description. Master craftsman. Um, yes, um, and she she gets all these resources and builds weapons out of them. So, yeah, don't know how that's going to play yet, but man, that game looked cool. Oh yeah, that it game looks looked really, really cool. nice as well. Like looks oh clean, visually yeah, so- really really nice. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God. So the thing that you actually that you were all I actually about. I want to talk about. Oh. So a boy, my main <laughs> man. Michelle and Cell. <laughs> I'm, a just gonna, spirit I'm, animal. I'm just going to take these headphones off and just let you go for a little bit. God, yeah, Michelle. So I, I, Michelle and Cell and it's his new game, or showed more from his new game, called Wild, game called Wild. And showed some in game footage. All he, did, all he did was that thing was like, he proved a couple of things, right? One, my entirely made up impression of Michelle and Cell is actually accurate. It's scary. So I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> Two, Michelle and Cell is almost hitting the point of Hideo Kojima level of showing himself in his video games. Yeah, like... Of you him could... just going like, this is what I think, and makes a game. Three, Michelle Ancel might be either the greatest genius <laughs> or the most crazy person I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, and four, I think Michelle Ancel just might be my spirit animal. I want him to guide me through <laughs> through life. You want, to, you want to take some peyote in, in the desert? Yeah, I want, to, I want to do massive amounts of peyote and just see Michelle Ansel talking to me. Sure. And he's talking about thoughtscapes and I don't so, know. I'll very quickly just say the, the, the one-line description of what they showed on the Polygon... Uh, this from the, the Polygon article. Designer Michelle Ansel introduced a footage in which a hunter rides around on a bear, explores a lush setting, and then to ultimately faces a snake who transforms into a giant mysterious woman. Oh, that's not even half of it. I know, like that's oh. that's, that's the simplest way they could so, describe it. This this demo, this fucking hellverse that <laughs> Michelle and Cell has come out with, is so you start off where there's some random tribe in some field, and one of the members of the tribe has been bitten by a snake, and you're a shaman, so you have to go fix that. And Michelle and Cell says, looks makes the shaman look out over the vast wilderness. And says, one of your members has been bitten by a snake. In order to cure them, you must go commune with the snake god. Uh, and to do that, you need Which, to... I think you can find him on Twitter at the snake god. The, I think the snake god? Yeah. yeah. He's good friends with the hoop god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they all hang out. They all hang out, all the gods. Pantheon of made-up video game gods. Um, <laughs> so in order to do that, you need to Drop do... major dunks. <laughs> Get the hoop god. <laughs> it's just, it's just, the, the pantheon of video game gods is actually just a, uh, a baller court in Harlem but in the sky um, 
sure. And then Spike Lee directs the entire thing. Yeah, uh, yes. Does. So, you have to go to this altar to commune with the snake god because one of your friends has been poisoned. Um, and he says, so to do this, you must use your power as a shaman to commune with nature. At this point, the shaman does his like, weird helicopter thing with his stick that makes the wind noise and then slams the stick in the ground and starts meditating and then inhabits an eagle that's flying overhead and like cool now I'm an eagle and then uses eagle vision and senses snakes on the ground and dives on the snakes and picks up the snakes with his talons and then you go back into the shaman and the eagle's following you because you've now communed with the eagle you're one with the eagle who's carrying the snake for some reason. Uh, and then he says, it's not just eagles the, the, the shaman could commune with. And it's not just the wind stick thing that you could do. So we're going to do something else. Shaman puts his stick on the ground and goes, ah! <laughs> And I went, like, I wish that was just you not being able to scream no, into a microphone. That's genuinely what it sounded genuinely like. what it sounded like. And we all went, all right, and that was responded to by the forest that went. I know you come the forest because a fucking brown can bear. I, can I just say that also? The sentence that the forest responded is yeah. great. The yeah. forest responded with a growl, and out of the forest comes a fucking brown bear, and it stopped in front of the shaman. That shaman got on the top of that brown bear and rode the brown bear around like a horse. <laughs> yeah. So this might be the best video game ever made, but it gets better. <laughs> So, so he rides this he rides this bear towards the snake god's uh, like altar thing where he's going to make the sacrifice and discovers that it's been taken over by other human beings that have set torches and are chanting. They're not cannibals, just any, right? Not just any human beings, a tribe of cannibals. I should also cannibals say, are I should, evil. I should also <laughs> say for the, the viewers at home. I'm on instant messenger with Callum at this point, and he's basically just typing in all caps every single thing that's happening on the screen. It's, like, it's all amazing. This is all. It, it's the moment where I've been found out that Michelle Ansel is actually just everything I think he is. It's yeah. fantastic. He's he thinks of ideas and then goes, "Put that in the game." <laughs> Michelle Ansel says, "I want to ride a bear." Yep, you can ride a bear. It's in the game. Let's fight cannibals. Yep, sure, Michelle. Let's do it. <laughs> it's so you you come up to the altar, cannibals. Michelle Ansel tells you as much. She says, they're cannibals, they're bad people. So you go, okay, Michelle Ansel. <laughs> they're cannibals, they're bad. <laughs> Whatever you say. Whatever you say, Michelle. I'll get rid of these cannibals. How are you going to get rid of these cannibals? Well, first, you need to scout out the cannibals. To do this, the shaman, on top of his bear mount, followed by his eagle, carrying a snake, inhabits... <laughs> So, just, just listening to you describe it reminds me of what exactly happened to that yep. screen and it's brilliant yep. it habits a random bunny or hare or whatever it is in the, the wilderness it's surrounded by like a, a dried up riverbed and there were some bunnies in it the shaman inhabits this bunny and hops around near the cannibals because the cannibals don't care about the bunny they're too busy eating human flesh and chanting or whatever it is they're doing bunny scouts around and sees all the the um, cannibals Michelle Ansel says, we need to get rid of these cannibals from the altar to the snake god because we need to save our friend. How are we going to do this? The shaman looks up in the sky and sees a giant flight of birds, flock of birds, huge flock of birds, and inhabits one of the birds. I believe they were ravens. Ravens or crows or some blackbird or something like that. Inhabits this cloud of birds and commands them to dive bomb the cannibals. And this 
massive cloud of crows screams in the air and starts dive bombing the cannibals. And the cannibals are freaking out because they've just been dive bombed by a bunch of crows. Not only <laughs> that insult to injury, he then uninhabits the bear to go back into the shaman and then raids his fucking bear mount into the middle of the cannibals and just starts wailing on them with his fucking bear. Bear takes out like five cannibals just with his bare hands. And they go flying. They like, go they- massive amounts of distance because it's a fucking bear that's just hit them. They go into the forest, into the riverbed, the, the bunnies scattered everywhere. This eagle's still flying overhead for no reason. And cannibals learn that they're not going to fight a murder of crows and a bear. So scatter and run away from the altar to the snake god. Uh, so cool, you've gotten rid of the cannibals. Michelle and Cell's happy. The cannibals, the bad men are gone. So you can now go commune with the snake god. You walk up to the you walk up to the altar. Your eagle friend slowly places the snake on the altar and flies off. Eagle has done his work. He's off into the night. Um, and the shaman sits down, does his meditation, weird ritual thing. Snake goes into the ground, and then a giant snake tail comes up from the ground, and then a weird scaly hand comes up from the ground. Like okay, sure. Snake tail comes back round. On top of the snake tail is a giant 50-foot woman with a snake tail and scales over her breasts and scales on her arms that says, you're asking me to do something drastic here, shaman, and grabs his head. And then the title card rolls and it's wild. And I think Michelle and Cell might be a genius. (laughs) Or he might be crazy and I'm really worried about him. Either way... That's a video game I want to play because yeah. I can ride a bear and command ravens I, to dive bomb cannibals. Like coming back, coming back to reality for a second. Oh. How, <laughs> okay. how many times do you think you're going to be able to do that before it gets old? Never, never. I'm okay. never going to get. I'm never going to get tired about talking about my fucking bear mount and the cannibals are bad men and Michelle Wild Cell does not like cannibals. And oh god. It's only what there is one other game that I'm more anticipated for for the entirety of video games the rest of the life before this game, and it's that fucking rare pirate game, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Sea of, so in my in my head, it goes Sea of Thieves at the very very top of anticipated video games. Just below that now is Wild, mainly because fuck me, that was incredible. And then every other video game in existence. It's oh god, that video game was so good. Yeah, oh, it was incredible. <laughs> It was a pretty good I showing. That, that was a game that Michelle and Cell just imagined. And I can totally believe that's manifest. a game Michelle and Cell imagined. He, he literally imagined it and then made it manifest. He didn't. It seems like he did it with no filter. So this it is the, like he woke up from a fever dream and went, "I've got it. We're going to do this." So, the, so this is going to be the big reveal. Like when this game comes out next year, the big reveal is that the entire game has been made in Media Molecules dreams. <laughs> like he made the that whole thing. Weird. That would be really weird. That no, because it, lo- it looks really nice as well. It does, it it does look, look like pretty a nice. Walking nightmare. It does it's, look pretty nice. Um, oh god! So and th- like the craziest thing about all that thing is people are still reeling from all the craziness that just happened on the screen. Yeah, he just fucking walks off. That like no date. No yeah, Michelle just goes yep, details. and then walks off. Like, is it even a PlayStation Four game? Like, I assume so. But <laughs> I guess if it's a PlayStation conference, maybe it's not even a game. Maybe we just got an insight into like this is just what Michelle and Cell does. He just makes this shit and then goes nah. And just bends it. I would, like, I would, I would be so sad if ugh. one day Michelle Ansel comes out of his fucking sensory deprivation tank and 
walks into his small office. You know he's, got a, feel- he's only got like a small team now. Yeah. He like walks into his office and says, the shaman game is, is terrible. Stop it. And then like, white, like throws out the whiteboards, like trashes desks. It goes, we're starting again. And then like, he's just, you know what it feels like? Power. You know what? Like watching that thing felt like in the back of my head, I'm going, this guy on stage, the, the real Michelle Ancel is tied up in a cupboard somewhere. And this imposter has just taken over this dude's name and just makes it look like I was just going on stage and said the craziest shit. And they actually- somehow made it manifest on the screen. Yeah. And then the real Michelle Ancel is watching this press conference from his cupboard tied up with a gag in his mouth, just going, no, no, I can't do this. What are you <laughs> no, doing? No, we're not making this bear crow game with carnivals. Yeah. I would love to know what that game actually is, but man, the like three minutes I saw of it, I was super impressed. You should go watch that everything. footage. It's it's pretty awesome. Mm. Um, if we can embed it in the show notes, that would be even <laughs> yeah, better. I can, I can at least point. I mean, there'll be a link to it in the show anyway, just like yeah. the rest of the the news stories we have. But man. can we just put it on the front page of the site? For like, <laughs> just the full full header until until that game's out. Can we just have it there the entire one time? item in the feature grid? It's just that video. Oh god! I'm gonna start um, writing my most anticipated for ECB list now, and it's just gonna be wild about six times. Yeah. Oh um, god. So yeah, the hell, other th- he, hell, it fucking worked. I'm excited for that video game now. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I want to uh, see more from what that thing is. I want to see more from Sean Sells. Goddamn shaman simulator. <laughs> shaman brain. Shaman mind. Um. So there was the the stuff about Payday too, but that's a long story that we'll get into next time because it's yeah. still developing but um, that period 2 stuff was nonsense mm-hmm. um, and there was the South by Southwest stuff that broke today which is kind of crazy but that's mental as well yeah but it's also still evolving and some stuff came out literally a couple hours ago so I'll wait till next time before we talk yeah, about that yeah let's get but the information together that shit was bananas yeah um, yeah so we'll get back to that uh, do you have anything else or no. Cool. I kind of want to just go into the woods and do a bunch of peyote now. Yeah, I'm going to go See watch that happens. trailer again. Just yeah, to make sure I'm I, totally going to go watch the wild trailer Make again. sure that what I saw actually happened. Um, I'm sure it did. I, I just wanted to mention those two stories to know that we we know they exist, but we're just waiting and the rest of the details come out before we yeah. start talking about them properly, because I don't want to go... This is the type of shit I don't want to go into unless we know exactly what happened, because it's very easy to go the wrong way on that. Um, cool. So I think that's everything. Um, yep. What are you up to for the next two weeks? I, what are you playing? I tried to record a video of Duelist because um, I kind of wanted to. It's easier to like just show it instead of trying to explain it. Sure. Um, but it's because it's like a weird pre-alpha thing. I can't fix the resolution to the point where I can record it in 720. Oh, I can record. Sure. I can record it in the resolution of my monitor, which is like 1600 by 900. Right. But then I can't scale that and it'll look weird we can um, we can work with that actually okay. yeah pretty much if, like if you can tell me what to do then that's fine yeah because that'll if, be that'll be a really good one for me to learn how to video edit as well because it'll sure. be really short Just and it'll be record it wherever resolution you can and we can work with it from there it's sure. fine um so i'm looking at the the stuff that's coming out uh over the next couple of weeks because games are starting to happen now yeah um, it's steam it's uh, i get fallout in like two weeks i'm so excited yeah, it's two weeks away we know Halo came out. None of us have an Xbox. I I'm sorry, we can't talk about it. Like yeah. we don't have a way of playing it. Um, what else have we got uh, coming out? Uh, oh God, yeah, Assassin's Creed came out, and apparently it's good. 
No, it's apparently okay, is what I heard. It's better than last year. Better, it works, and it it's is better. It is a solid 7 or 8, apparently. Yes, that is fine. When it gets cheap enough, I will buy it, and I'll totally. buy I, I feel okay playing another Assassin's Creed game again. Sure. Because I didn't play Unity, so I've kind of no. not played one in a while, so maybe this one will be okay. Yeah. Um, so when is when is the next one? It'll be like the 9th or 10th of November the next time. It'll be the day before Fallout, and I'll be... A complete state. Sure. Um, so between then... Oh yeah, so yes, it'll be the day before Fallout. So the only game that's coming up in the next couple of weeks that I want to look at is... Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce it. Siebel? Siebley? Siebel? C-I-B-E-L-E. It's a game from Nina Freeman. Um, she's done a bunch of games usually related to like sex and that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, she did a Flash game called How Do You Do It? Which which kind of went around the internet for a while, where it's like a young girl with two Barbie dolls trying to work out how sex works. Right. It's, okay. It's sure. pretty good. Um, so this one is like a kind of pseudo autobiographical autobiographical story about meeting somebody on, um, on like an online game and all like it seems super interesting from a narrative sure. perspective. So I will be getting that. That's November second. That comes out, um, and that new annual game comes out November third as well. Oh Christ, does it? Yeah, I just, I just saw that as well. Um, Man. I, I need to go back and play Anno. I think you should play twenty whatever it was twenty seventy. Yeah, I think now that, I think we've, start, now that we've started our Steam sharing family sharing thing, yeah. I might go back and do that. You could. It it's, it's a it's a good game. You might enjoy yeah. it. You might lose all your time to it. Sure. Are you gonna oh. are you are you gonna get Rebel Galaxy? I'm seriously considering it, but I've it's, got a bunch it's of other only stuff. like thirteen pounds. Oh really? Yeah, it's like not oh. a full retail game. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Sure. Um, I was gonna say if you want if you want to donate me like like fifty quid, I could I could get I could get Persona Four dancing all night at a PlayStation TV. <laughs> no. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no. Save your money for that PS4 that you want. That's true. Um. Yeah. Like, so that's better. What a dance game you. Oh, very very quickly. It's really good. <laughs> very very quickly. Speaking of music games, um, yeah. the only other new game I played. Well, there's a couple of iPad games, but the one that I got, um, I wish I could remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's on the featured iPad list at the minute. It's a um, Adventure Time rhythm game, which is basically Rhythm Heaven. Oh, okay. It's like, I think it was like a pound fifty, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's like a cool. lot of the kind of, like one of the games is basically... So it's like a bunch of mini games, but to music? Yes, totally. Yeah. And it looks really, like, it's got that adventure style, adventure time style to it, and it looks really, really cool. It's awesome. Cool. Um, go look for that. But yes, there's not a lot really coming out. Um, I it's, want to go it's, back... It's picking up, though. It's going to yeah. get Yeah, I will, I will probably have finished Metal Gear by the time we talk again. Like, I've, finished, finished, or...? Yeah, I'm powering through it for the next couple of weeks. Like, sure. I'm just going. Um, I will... Might also have started Soma. I'm not sure. You should play Soma. You came out of that because you've been watching a Let's Play of it, and you yeah, came out of that thing. I watched, you should fucking uh, play that. Klepek from Kotaku play through it for yeah. his review. It's you, that game ends really dark and okay. really quite heavy, and it's impressive. It's okay. I mean, it, it, I was totally on board for that anyway. But yes, I will be. Yeah. I'll be touching that. Um, but that's about it. There's not not really a lot else. Um, no. Yeah. Just, Sitting waiting for Fallout. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Um, so stuff for the site. Um, if you can do a video of that duelist, that'd be interesting. If I can do, if I can do the duelist video and then figure out how to do video editing, 
yeah, which I, I don't can, think uh, is all that difficult. No, not for like a just a let's play thing. Totally yeah. not. I can take uh, you through some of that. I can do. I'm, I'll try and do a video for Duelist, and then I'm gonna do the video series that I want to start. Yes, that'd be awesome. Um, I am going to record some old ass PC games over the next couple of weeks. Oh, what are you thinking? What, I don't know. I've got one of two. I'm not sure. entirely sure which one yet, but I'll, I'll decide. When I'll help you make time. that choice. <laughs> Cheers. Um, stuff that's already been up. We did a bunch of cool content over the last couple of weeks. Um, I wrote a piece on Beginner's Guide, which we talked about, which mm-hmm. I was super impressed with. Just my impressions of, of the effect that game had on me. Yeah, it gave and also put a video up of just like the first 10 or 15 minutes of that thing in case you're, you you need more push to play that game because you really, really should. Yeah. Um, there's something else as well. Oh, yes, and yeah. uh, we finally got um, uh, my interview with Space Budgie yes. went live. Uh, they are week. some cool guys. I they like were, guys it was a really, really fun conversation that I had with them um, about just how Glitch Space came together. Um, we've covered Glitch Space before on the site, but this is them doing their big 2.0 alpha release. Um, game looks totally fucking different than it did yeah. when I first played it. Um, yeah, it was really cool to talk to them. They they talked about like how they're using early access and how much time stuff like tutorializing a unique gameplay mechanic takes and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's yeah. a super interesting. And then like interview. trying to do like edutainment without it. Yeah. Like, but while also actually trying to make a video game, it was yeah. really interesting. Like, it was cool. a, it was a, so yeah, go listen to that. It's on. A, it, you can find that on the site, along with everything else that we do. So gameenginestart.com is the name of the website. So all of our videos, articles, and the podcast will be up there. Um, we don't have uh, RSS feeds for anything that's not the main podcast yet because we don't really have enough to warrant it. But yeah. if we keep posting spoilercast stuff and things like that, we will. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter if you search for Game Engine Start you'll find us on there youtube.com slash Game Engine Start is our YouTube channel where all our videos go up they usually go up there a day before they hit the normal site um, podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address and that's us so we'll be back in two weeks so enjoy and we'll be back then I'm going to watch the way trailer again me too